Last week, who can tell me what we talked about last week? That is true. We talked about relationships. What about relationships? Okay. That's a good answer. It's a start. Okay, we, we sort of talked about that. That's worth a tootsie roll. Cat. Okay, very true. Good. What did we talk about last week? Nice. Good answers, guys. Oh, oh, whoa, whoa. Okay, a couple more. That it's, you can, but it's not the best idea to have a Christian, non-Christian relationship because you don't have, like, the main thing that you need in common in common. Very true. Good. All right, okay. my favorite. Don't try and fill the God, uh, the uh, void that God can only fill with relationships. Awesome. You guys are, like, going down all the points. That deserves oh, a sucker. Hey, that your relationship needs to point to God. True. True. Okay, last one. Okay, Chris, last one. Don't put girls before God. <laughs> Guys, shh, we are continuing this week talking about relationships. Tonight we're going to talk about love. Good old love. Let's pray and we will get started. God, I, um, I thank you again for an opportunity tonight to be able to come um, together as a group, in unity, as a body, to, um, to take a look at what your word says. Um, I just pray that we would be ready tonight to, um, to respond by faith in what your word says, to trust you, um, no matter how hard that is, because um, for some of us it will be hard to face these truths about relationships. I um, just pray that we would be open to that and that we would um, seek you first tonight in our lives. In your name, amen. Guys, tonight we're going to talk about love. And if you remember about a month ago when we were talking about God, we talked about how we use the word love for a lot of different things. Guys, if you're, if you're talking, please stop talking and pay attention. Um, that we say, I love ice cream, I love my dog, I love my wife, I love my country. I love, and those are all, hopefully, different types of love, right? They mean di completely different things. And in the Greek, which is what the New Testament is written in, there's actually multiple words that are translated love. And we're going to look at one of those words tonight. And one of those words is agape. And that's God's kind of love. God's kind of love. And we're going to compare that to another Greek word, which is 
eros type of love. That actually doesn't appear in the Bible, but it, it's a contrasting word to agape. That's why we're going to talk about it. We're really going to, we're going to focus on agape tonight and God's kind of love. Because whether you know it or not, we are called as Christians. Chris, can I get you to come sit over here by cat for me? Um, we are called as Christians to love differently than the world loves. And to fall in love differently than the world does. So we're going to look at that, that tonight. The first aspect to God's kind of love, to agape kind of love, is that it's sacrificial. It's a sacrificial kind of love. Ephesians 5 says this. Hopefully you have that open there, guys. Ephesians 5, verse 1 says this. It says, Be imitators of God, therefore as dearly loved children... And live a life of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. He uses love twice in this, in this verse. And both times, it's agape. It's God's kind of love. He starts out and he says, be imitators of God. Be like God. Act like God. When you are in your relationship with a person, or when you're seeking out a relationship with a person, be an imitator of God. And how do we do that? We do that by living a life of agape, living a life of love. That should be our goal in life. That should be our goal in relationships, is to live a life of agape. And, our, and the ultimate example of agape for us the way that we can learn agape is to look at the one who, who embodied agape, and that was Jesus. And, and he goes on and he says, just as Christ loved us, he, he agaped us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Agape, by its very nature, is a sacrificial kind of love. It's giving of myself to another person. It's laying down what I want, laying down my desires, laying down my life for someone else. That's agape. And the contrast to that is this other kind of love, eros love. And the reason why we're contrasting this is that eros love is really the world's kind of love. The world's kind of relationship love. It's what they base their relationships on. And an eros kind of love is a love that looks for you to give of yourself for me. I want you to give of yourself for me. I want you to sacrifice for me. It's not about me sacrificing for you. It's about you sacrificing for me. And even in the best situations, it's, it's that give and take relationship. There's a lot of marriage counselors, probably Dr. Phil would say, <laughs> you need to have a give and take relationship. You need to have a compromising relationship. That means sometimes I get what I want and sometimes you get what you want. That's eros, love. God's kind of love is, at all times, I give of myself. 
I never seek for myself, ever. That's God's kind of love. That's agape love. The second aspect of, of agape is that it's selfless. It's selfless love. 1 John 4, verse 10 says this. It says, this is agape. Not that we agaped God, but that he agaped us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. He says, this is love. He, de- he defines love. He defines agape. Not that, God, God, not that we love God, but that God loved us even when we did not love God. And he loved us enough that he gave up the most precious thing to him, his son, for us. God's focus wasn't on himself. God's focus was on the person loved. It's a selfless kind of love. Eros love is what can I get out of this relationship? How is this relationship going to benefit me? How is this going to help me? But God's kind of love, agape kind of love, takes the focus off of me and places it on the person loved. And and says, not is this relationship what's best for me, but is this relationship what's best for them? Have you ever thought about when 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 you're interested in someone, when someone has kind of sparked your interest and you're like, man, I would really like to date that person, hang out with that person, maybe go out with that person. Have you ever thought about whether that would be the best thing for them? Because God's kind of love only looks to them. Selfless means I'm not looking towards my own interests at all. I'm looking towards what's best for them. See, the world's kind of love, that's not a consideration. As long as they fulfill me, as long as they meet my needs, I'm happy. I'll jump right in. If they're, if they're willing to date me, hey, who cares if it's best for them or not? God says love with agape, selfless love. Do whatever it takes to do what's best for the person loved. Now that might mean, honestly, that if you're in a relationship you might look at the other person and go, you know what? This relationship is not what's best for that person. I just know it's not. As hard as it will be for that person, as hard as it will be for me, I want to love them. I want to agape them. So I'm going to end this. might mean that. Third part of agape is that it is a serving love. It's a love that serves. Galatians 5, verse 13 says this. It says, You, my brothers, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. Serve one another in agape. He starts out and he says, We have freedom. You, you have been set free. We have freedom in Christ. 
We have, a, we have amazing freedom in relationships, too. You have freedom to choose who you're going to get into a relationship with. That's great freedom. Imagine being trapped into, this is the person you will date. That wouldn't be cool. We're just not a society that does that. It's kind of nice. We have amazing freedom to choose who we want to date. But he says, don't use that freedom for yourself. Don't use that freedom to indulge your selfish desires. Instead, serve. Use that freedom to serve one another. Mark chapter 10, verse 45 says this. It says, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. He says, the Son of Man, Jesus, the one who really deserves to be served, he didn't come looking to be served. He came to serve. That's agape love. Love that says, I'm not looking out of this relationship to be served, to get my needs met. I'm looking to do what's best for you. I'm looking to serve you. You. I'm looking to do everything I can to meet your needs. Regardless of whether my needs get met or not. It's not an issue. Not for agape love. For eros kind of love, it's all about that. As long as you're meeting my needs, as long as I'm happy in this relationship, then this is a quality relationship. This is good. As long as my needs are met, this is good. We're in love. And God says, don't love with that kind of love. Love with the love that's looking to serve. Have you ever thought about getting into a relationship and going, hey, I want to be in this relationship with this person because I want to serve them. Have you ever thought about that? I'm convinced, guys, and, and a lot of it, honestly, I really think it, it comes from the fact that we like to watch romantic movies and like to watch romantic comedies. I love to watch that. I, I'll, I'll, I, <laughs> the notebook. Um, I probably watch more than I normally would watch because someone in my family likes to watch them more than I do, but, but I watch them all the time. And, and you know what? Those movies are based on Eros love. We're trained that that is love. That that's how you fall in love. But God calls us to love in a completely different way. He says, if you're ready for a relationship, if you're looking to get in a relationship, your motivation should be to serve. Fourth part of agape is this. That it's unconditional. Romans chapter 5, verse 6 says this. It says, you see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. I'm going to stop right there because it's an amazing concept just right there. He says, Christ, 
who is God, died for the ungodly. Those that were opposite of God. And then he goes on and he says, Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man, though for a good man someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love, his own agape for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He says, someone might die for someone who deserved to be died for. There's actually movies out there that, you know, are real emotional and stuff. When someone dies, they give up their life for someone else. But that person is always worthy. That person is always the right person to die for. And he says, that makes sense to some of us. Dying for someone who deserves to die. Who, who, who deserves to be died for. But God demonstrates agape. God demonstrates agape by dying for the ungodly. Those who did not deserve in any way to be died for. See, God's kind of love, agape kind of love, is not based at all on the person loved. You guys got that? Agape love has nothing to do with the person loved. It has everything to do with the person loving. Eros kind of love completely de depends on the other person. Of course, I'm not going to be in a relationship with someone who drives me nuts. Of course. Of course, I'm not going to hang around someone who is rubbing me the wrong way. Of course. My love depends completely on that other person and what that other person is doing. And God says, Agape. Base your love, when you fall in love, base your love not on that other person, but on, on you. Love despite the other person, regardless of what the other person does. That's agape love. See, Eros love, because it's, it's looking to to get something out of that other person, it's going to look at that person and go, hey, you're not quite the right person. You're pretty good in a lot of areas, but no one is ever going to be the perfect person. So you know what? Let me just do a couple things to kind of change some things about you. Because I want you to fit more into what I want out of a relationship. So it becomes manipulation. It becomes me trying to mold that other person to get them to meet my needs. And God says, agape. Base your love not on that other person and what they do, but simply love them anyway, despite what they do. That's agape. The bottom line is this, guys. As you enter relationships, as you are in, relation, in a relationship, as you fall in love with someone, 
You can base your relationship on eros love, which is a love that's based on feelings. How I feel about you, how you make me feel. But when you do that, feelings change. Sometimes we feel like we really are in love with this person, and sometimes we don't feel so much in love with that person. And it usually depends on what that other person is doing. And this is the kind of love that's in, in movies. If you've ever noticed, like 95% of the movies that are out there, they're all about the beginning of a relationship. They're all about when, when love is brand new and oh, these feelings are so fresh and big and blown up and that's what we want to see on the screen. They never show that couple three years down the road when those feelings have kind of leveled out a little bit and that person's kind of annoying them now. And even that 5% of movies that are about like married couples that have been married for 30 years or whatever, it's always about, oh, our relationship the feeling had gone out of our relationship, and all of a sudden, there's this new found life. We've, we've fallen in love again, which just means I feel like I love you again. It's all about feelings. And that kind of love is temporary. It's fleeting. It's going to go away. It's going to come back sometimes, but it's going to go away. Agape love is based on a choice, not on a feeling. I'm going to choose to love you regardless. I'm going to choose to sacrifice for you regardless of what you do. I'm going to choose to give of myself for you. I'm going to choose to serve you regardless of whether you serve me. I'm going to choose to serve you. I'm going to choose it regardless of you. That's agape. Our relationship should be built around agape. Because that's God's kind of love. That's the love he calls us to. Not only in relationships, but in every area of our life. So my final question to you guys is this. How do you love? Do you love based on feelings? Or do you love based on choice? Is your love a serving kind of love? Or a love that's looking to be served? Is your love conditional? Is it based on whether that person is doing the right things? Or is it unconditional? Let's pray and we'll go to our groups. Lord, I just thank you for, um, for being the example of love, being the example of agape in our lives. That because you live inside of us, you can live that kind of love through us, the kind of love that you modeled by going to the cross for us. May we be able to bring this idea of agape into, into our relationships. Into relationships that, honestly, when I was younger, you know I based a lot of my relationships on Eros love. 
Because that, that's what I was taught. That's what seemed right. Agape love doesn't seem right to me. It doesn't seem like that's what a relationship should be about. But God, you say that's what a relationship should be about. That's what you say a relationship should be built on. And so I want to build my relationships on love, on agape love. May we be a group, no matter how hard it is, may we be a group that builds our relationships on agape love. Pray this all in your name. Amen. Let's go our groups, guys.